Welcome to the Scholarship Athlete Podcast, where parents of athletes who might be stuck in the recruiting process learn strategies needed to elevate your athlete's chances of securing an athletic scholarship to their dream school. Join us as we drop the secrets of recruiting, NIL, training, mindset, injury prevention, and leadership to give your athlete the ultimate competitive advantage. Hi, my name is Alex Molden, and I'm a former NFL player of eight years, former Nike master trainer, and now I'm an author, speaker, and personal development coach. But most importantly, I'm a father of eight. The goal of this podcast is to help parents navigate the world of youth and high school sports to potentially get college paid for, but also use the platform that sports provide. If you're struggling to create a game plan for your child's athletic journey, don't hesitate to book a discovery call. Together, we can devise a plan that will help your child reach their full potential. Okay, welcome back to the Scholarship Athlete Podcast. Um, so this is part two of my interview with Sophie Scott, who is a sophomore volleyball player at Cal. And so if you haven't listened to the first episode, I implore you to go back and check it out. It's about 20 minutes long. and But this is part two, and we were just finishing off on talking about injuries. Um, so she dropped some golden nuggets on here. Make sure that you take notes. And if you are serious, if you are a serious student athlete and you're trying to make it to the next level, I implore you to take notes and ask yourself some different questions on what it takes for you to make it to college and hopefully earn a scholarship. Okay, here we go. So, I love that. It's yeah. a different mindset and it's something that, you mm-hmm. know, when you're, when you're in it, you can't really see it because it's it's like a being down a right. this deep this deep tunnel, right? And you can't see the light at the end of it. And so right. like anytime I bump into people who are, you know, athletes and they're, you know, they're injured, they have a brace on or they got something going wrong mm-hmm. with them, is I'll make sure I go and say something to them. Like, look, and then I show them my scar. I have a scar right. about I do that too. About, about that long on my knee. I have I the same got, one. <laughs> right. I still I like I got two screws still in this knee. Yeah, same. And I and I tell them, I said, this was the best thing that ever happened to me, athletic right. wise. It's the best right. thing. And it sucked in the beginning, but because of this, I was able to accomplish these different things. Yeah. And it gave me a totally different mindset. Anytime I go into difficult times, I was like, man, I went through this. This is not, man, this is nothing. Exactly. We got a tough coach. We got a tough coach. Are we going, we're down by, you know, whatever scores. This is nothing. We can bounce back. I agree. And I think that's like, I would always say that to my teammates. Like, like if they ever were like, oh, like I don't want to practice today. I'm like, you get to practice today. You know, you get to practice today. You have the privilege of doing that. You know, you're healthy. You get to play the thing you love. I've been on both ends of it. I've been playing and I've been sitting out for a year. So it's like, Oof. it's such a crazy feeling. And it's always like, I try to like emphasize to anyone that's like, oh, like volleyball or like, oh, I don't want to practice. Oh, I don't want to do this. It's like, you get to, you need to push yourself to do that. And it's, you got to have like, understand the privilege of being able to play. I think yeah. is the main thing. And it's like, I'm so happy I went through that, even though it sucked, like you said, because I went through this in high school too. I tore my knee in high school. So I wasn't even at college yet. Oh, and wow. like, it was so scary telling like when I was, luckily I was committed before it. And my mm-hmm. coaches were really understanding when I told them. Um, 
And then I recovered all the way up until my senior year and I got to Cal and I was the starting middle and I played the whole season and it was, I was so grateful because it made me such a better player and I had such a better mindset after the whole thing. So it's amazing. Love that. Love that. So Sophie, tell me what is in the day of day of a life of a volleyball player at Cal? Mm -hmm. What does it look, what does it look like um, both in class Mm-hmm. And then what does it look like going to practice? Give me, what does it look like in season? Mm-hmm. Give me a, a okay. day in the life. Yeah. In season, we have practice at 8.30. So yeah. like I said, oh, a.m. early. A.M. A.M. So that means you're at the at the facility warming mm-hmm. up and doing all your stuff at 6.30? Pretty much. It depends on the day, but I'll be up at like 6.00 head over to the facility, probably get there around 6357, put my stuff on. Then I go hit my warm up for the next 30 minutes to an hour. Um, I see my trainer before and then I do my warm up and then I head on over to the gym and we start setting up the nets. We get everything ready for practice. Um, then I warm up my shoulders and everything. My first initial warm up is mainly for like my knees because that's like, like my biggest like reoccurring thing that I want to like maintain. So um, I do that and I warm up my shoulders and we practice from 8.30 to 10.30. After that, we go directly into weights um, from 10.30 to 11.30. After weights, um, we are very fortunate to have training table, which is we have our chef, Marco, who makes us food every day. Um, chef, hold on, hold on, chef, not cafeteria. Yeah. You, go, you have a chef. We have a chef. So we have like a little that. area where we go and we eat, and it's so great. Marco's so fantastic. He's super sweet, makes us delicious food. Um, okay. We can also take it to go. He normally makes like two meals. Um, so we can kind of pick and choose. Oftentimes, I'll like eat the lunch there and then I'll take some home for dinner later. So it's really smart. nice. Very smart. Um, after we eat, I normally go um, get some more treatment do some rolling, do some recovery, ice bath, contrast bath, all of those things. And then after that, you know, I shower. If I have time, go home, get ready for class. Um, or I'll just go. Hold on. So what time is class? So what time is, is, is class then for you? Yeah. So we normally get out of the gym at like 1231, it, uh, depending on how long your recovery takes, how, how long you want to like hang out and eat for. Um, if you go watch film with the coaches, like it, it depends on the day. I normally leave around one o'clock. So then classes are around like two, three, four, it depends on the day. We're supposed to, we can only get classes when we make our schedules. We only do classes after 1 p.m., which can be hard sometimes, but that's, I mean, that's what comes with being a D1 athlete, like a student athlete, you gotta work around practice. So it's, um, I normally go to class like around 2.30. A lot of my classes this semester are like two to like four. Um, Or like last semester in season, I had a class at 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m which is kind of crazy, but you got to work around the schedule. you got to get your things. So, um, and then I go to class for however long it is, um, which is super nice. I love honestly walking to class because campus is so pretty, like you can't complain. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I, after class, I go get some food or I go make some food um, and do some homework, get some good sleep. I, I go to bed no later than 10, 15. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm, I love my sleep. So I, I go to bed early because I know I okay. got to do the same thing the next day. Um, as far as like travel trips go, we play mm-hmm. on Fridays and Sundays. So we play two games each week. Um, and we, they each team has a travel partner. So like if we were to go play Oregon, we'll also play Oregon State. 
Um, so okay. we're there. We leave on Thursdays. Normally we play a seven o'clock game on Friday. Say, for example, we're playing Oregon. So we'll play seven o'clock game against Oregon on Friday. Then next day on Saturday, we have an off day. We'll normally do like a light practice on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go either travel to the next team. So like we'll drive over to Corvallis and then play Oregon State on Sunday at like two or three. And then we'll head home. Um, and then we have an okay. off day on Mondays. So Monday you get to do recovery. You could have the day off. You go to class, no practices or anything. I normally go in the gym and I either lift again, <laughs> which not a lot of people do on their off days, but I like to lift on my off days. Um, or I'll just go in and I'll hit a roll, hit some recovery, you know, whatever my body needs that day. Um, and then and how many times do, do you lift? Again. Okay. So how many times do you lift in season? We lift every day um, after practice. So that would be like five times a week, four or five times a week. Um, Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, um, but it's fun. And then like, I like to throw in my off day lift. So it it depends. Like not everyone does that, but I like to do the little extra stuff. So yeah. yeah. So we lift pretty much every day after practice. Okay. So that was like an in season. What does an off season, what is a day in the life? Yeah. So right now we are just getting... Yeah, we're just getting back into things right now. So right now we have eight-hour weeks. So we'll practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday. Um, so we'll do like a two-hour to a half an uh, hour and a half practice, depending on the day. It kind of it switches each week, but we still have the same practice block, so 8.30 practice. Um, okay. And then we'll lift right afterwards. But our lifts are like the main thing of the spring. Um, so we'll do like an hour lift and then we'll go run stairs or we'll go do some cardio stuff or conditioning. So, um, that's kind of what it looks like throughout the eight hour weeks. After eight weeks of eight hour weeks, we go into 20 hours and that's when practice is kind of like picked up again. We do the full two hour practices, full lifts, go hard at volleyball. So for the first eight weeks of spring, we do emphasize weights. And for the second, for the rest of the spring, we emphasize volleyball, but we still do both at the same times, which is cool. So um, we also have weekends off normally, um, which is nice in the spring because we kind of get like some relaxing. We get like more than a few days off and it's, it's good in the spring because you're like grinding your recovery. You're going to need a few days after all of what we did during the week. So having the two days off is super nice. So. Okay. So I'm excited. I'm excited because I got something cooking. Okay, I got something cooking and I need a beta group. Okay, I'm only taking 10 individuals, 10 individuals. And so number one is called the Scholarship Athlete Playbook. And it's a six week course. Okay, but it's for it's for high school athletes. That's it. It's high school athletes who are looking to gain knowledge and exposure on how to take your skills. What do you need to do to put yourself out there so you can get a, a college scholarship? whether it's division one, division two, whatever, this course is going to help you with developing a plan. Okay. So in the six week course, we meet on zoom once a week, but the online portion of it, it gives you keys on how to become a better athlete, a stronger, more explosive athlete that can move in multiple directions. It gives you information on recruiting, on exactly how to put together a quality highlight reel, and then how to reach out to coaches. Okay, this is it's not a recruiting service, nothing like that, but it helps you be proactive in the recruiting process. 
So I'm looking for a beta group. If you think you're a good fit, if you think this is like, yeah, this is me. No matter if you male, female, whatever sports you play, this is for you. Okay, you gotta be in high school and you have to book a call with me first. Okay, you book a call with me and then we'll see if it's a good fit. Okay, so you can book a call by just clicking on the link in the show notes. All right, back to the show. Yeah. Gotcha. What does it look like in terms of like academics? You know, when I, mm-hmm. back in the day when when I was in school, there was um, study hall. And so right. as freshmen, all freshmen had to do study hall. No matter what your GPA was, you had study hall. But then um, after your freshman year, you uh, you didn't have to do study hall. If you wanted to, that's great. You had to maintain a certain GPA. I see. To, I think it was uh, if you had over a 2.8, you didn't have to go to study hall. If you had below that, you had to go to study hall. I think that was 10 hours a week Mm -hmm. in uh, both in season and off season. Is is there any type of requirements like that at Cal or? Yeah. So volleyball is one of the sports that doesn't have a required study hall. Um, I would say, I mean, my, my team, like we've always been like really top ap- academic teams, um, throughout the school. Um, I think our team GPA is like a three, eight, um, at Berkeley, which is crazy. Damn. So, <laughs> um, we, we are a pretty like heavily academic team, which is awesome. So we don't yeah. have a required study hall, but, um, there's like free tutors for all the athletes, um, which is super nice. We can just log on and be like, I need tutoring for this class, find someone, they match you up and it's great um also there's very specific study rooms just for athletes you need your little key card to get in but um so it's really nice to like go to those it's a quiet space it's not like it's a library where you'll have a bunch of other people around you it's just like a few other athletes in the room it's really quiet it's a like nice little study space there's one at the gym facility um um for like the fall sports and then there's one up at simpson which is our football facility so there's two and all the athletes can go to either one of them which is super nice we all have access to all the same stuff regardless of your sport which is cool um so we have all that and we have tutors and stuff and each team has an academic advisor which is super nice um and helpful um so yeah we have a lot of resources as far as academics goes we also have something called the cameron institute which they are super incredible. It's just hands-on for athletes. They help you with school, but they also help you with career building. So it's a whole network of alumni and Love other people it. that can help you with resources that can get you to these job opportunities. We have like a game plan for success is what they call it. And there's like steps each year that they kind of lay out for you um, if you choose to do them, which pretty much everyone does, um, where they give you steps like, oh, let's do a mock interview. Oh, let's let me give you these connections. Oh, you can go to this event. And it has all these different things. And the Cameron Institute is so cool because it also has other things like um, diversity inclusion and mental health and like so many different aspects that they really emphasize. So there's just so many resources on so many levels that has like for all the athletes, which is so awesome. I really like to hear that. And, yeah, you know, what I've learned is the women athletes, they take advantage of this more than the guys. <laughs> and it's That's like, funny. man, it, yeah, it's, it's like one of the things that, you know, when you're when you're playing football, um, I don't know what it is in terms of the mindset. But if I would have had something like that, a place where I can go where they can help me outside of being a better athlete to help me become, you know, once I'm done with this sport, mm-hmm. then how can I use how can I leverage 
what I've done at a very high level, elite level, how can I leverage that to, to start my career? Like that is right. so, that's so very valuable. And no, it's the amazing. ladies, the ladies, they get it. Guys, <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's interesting because I've talked to like older athletes before ex athletes and they were like, yeah, I wish we had those resources when I was in college. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, it, it almost makes it so easy for us. Cause we can just walk in and there's all of our resources are at like the touch of our hands. So it's like, we can just walk in and we have those there. And it's like, we it's great because it's like we have easy access and we're very fortunate to have that and it's it's amazing I don't know how other schools are with like all of those things like career building I know a lot of schools have like a lot of academic help but we're so fortunate at Cal to have those extra resources and have it just like at the reach it's so nice yeah I I think you know the colleges who who get it who invest in personal development of their athletes not just making them better athletes and better Mm -hmm. students but helping them become better people I think right. those are the, those are the schools that are really, you know, they they see it and they're getting it. So mm-hmm. that's that, it's that's amazing. great. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, what is something that we might not have covered, or something that you would give um, a uh, a sophomore, junior, mm-hmm. high school volleyball player? What are some tidbits? Because I mean, we covered a lot. Right. What is something that we might have missed that you was like, hey, be on the lookout for this or I would have done it this way or, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's the recruiting process or yeah. the development, any last yeah. words? Yeah. I think something I always tell like my younger volleyball friends is like, just put in the extra steps. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it can seem jarring or like be like, Oh, I don't know if I have time. Like you have time. You got to put in the work, like, especially with recruiting. Like if the more you take the extra steps within recruiting or anything, even like physically doing the extra reps, doing the extra gym time, all of the extra things doesn't go unnoticed. And I think that's something that is really not really talked about because I think any extra steps that you take as far as like, you know, like I email people every day, you know, like I did those extra things. I'll, yeah. I'll go and I'll stay after practice late. I'll do these extra reps. I'll do, it says 10 reps on the lift. Let me do 15. Like doing all the extra things, the recovery, the, the warm up, all of that is something that doesn't go unnoticed and it makes you stand out and I think as far as recruiting goes that's really important because you don't just want to like be like every other girl trying to get recruited you want to stand out and that's a really easy way it's just a few extra minutes a few extra hours out of your day that you can put in in order to make yourself noticed and I think that's something that's really important that's what I always did I started getting recruited at 14 so it was like I didn't know what to do at that point but over time like the extra stuff it really it really shows. And like coaches would always be like, like even ones that I didn't commit to, I still keep in contact with some of the colleges that I didn't go to and the coaches mm. there. And they're like, Oh yeah. Like you were just like so great to recruit. Cause you, you did everything for us almost. Cause it was like, I did the mm. extra things. They didn't have to go out and look for it. They didn't have to like, like kind of like nag me to like text them back or do these other things. I was on it and I gave them these things and I did the extra stuff. And I keep in contact with all of them. They're great. They're so friendly. Like they wish me happy birthday. They do all the things. Merry Christmas. So and cool. it's like yeah. keeping in contact and having good relationships is just so important and doing the extra stuff. I also think it's just really important to keep your like mindset open. Um, don't dismiss any school that comes your way. You know, like I, I had like schools that I may have not been interested in, but I kept in contact with them because it's, it's good to keep good relationships throughout the entire process, which I think is really important. And 
never just being like, oh, I'm too good for that school or oh, that 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 seems weird. Oh, they don't have the they don't have the gear that I like or just like the little things like that, you know, keeping your mind open with all of the schools that reach out to you. Even if you never think you'll go there, it's just really important to keep those relationships because you never know, like a coach change could happen. This could have been someone you've talked to before. We just got a new coach who recruited me actually when she was at Iowa State and now she's our head coach. So it's like so crazy oh, how these wow. things go. It's insane. Like the volleyball world, especially is really small. Um, I don't know how it is for other sports, but it's like if you keep good relationships and do all the extra stuff and do all these things, it's it really helps you and it helps build your career and it it can take it even to the pro level or however you go throughout your life. When you work a job, you could find you can run into someone who was in your volleyball career at some point. So just all the extra Love stuff it. and all the relationships is really important. It's my best Love advice it. I could give. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Sophie, thank you so much for being a guest on the Scholarship oh, Athlete Podcast. Um can you share like your social media and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my Instagram is Sophie Scotty S C O T T I E underscore. Um, that's my main one. I have a Facebook, but it's more for NIL stuff, <laughs> but, um, that's, you my go. Main, that's my main kind of profile. Um, you guys can check me out there. So yeah. Okay. We'll do. Well, I'll have that in the show notes and awesome. same thing in the show notes for, for my listeners, make sure, that you that you click in and take the quiz. The quiz kind of helps you uh, understand the recruiting process, where you're at, if you need you know some assistance or whatnot. It lets you know you know with uh, you know with the the intelligence that I've learned over the years, the coaches and the the, the different folks I've spoken to. Like this, it kind of gives you a scorecard. It does it doesn't kind of it gives you a scorecard to let you know where you're at. So thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, thank you for having me. I'd love to have you on again. Love to have yeah, you on Yeah, absolutely. Again. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> if you got some insights from this past episode, I want you to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I want you to subscribe. Number two, I want you to give me a review. It takes maybe 30 seconds. And then number three, I want you to share it. Okay? Because the more that I get you guys sharing, subscribing, and writing reviews, the more impactful guests that I can have on the show, which benefits you guys. So it's kind of like I help you, you help me, right? But also, if you are stuck, if you think you want some help, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to book a discovery call, 15 minutes. And just by clicking the link in the show notes, you can check out my schedule and we can chop it up for 10 to 15 minutes to see how I can assist you. Okay, so thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week.